So San Diego State is so confident that it has a future in a Power 5 conference. The program, the athletic department is now talking about that out loud. That's what's going on. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is how you find us covering the entire Big 12 Conference. Cover us and be a part of what we do every single day by subscribing to this channel. Thank you for being here. And always appreciate you being on the podcast and on Facebook Live and everywhere else. Follow us, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, so here's what happened. San Diego State Athletic Director J.D. Wicker was speaking to Seth Davis of The Athletic, and he said one or the other, the Big 12 or the Pac-12, is going to happen. We're excited for the opportunity, and we've done a lot of work to prepare for that. So that's what the San Diego State Athletic Director is saying. Now, maybe you think he's blowing smoke. Maybe you think that the San Diego State AD is just trying to pit these conferences against each other to get an invite. If the San Diego State AD says both conferences want them, and the Big 12 is like, well, maybe we should take San Diego State, or the Pac-12 is like, well, we don't want to lose San Diego State to the Big 12, San Diego State is playing itself up to get an invitation. That's how you may look at this. I'm not convinced that's the case. What I believe is going on here is that the Big 12 is playing a wait-and-see approach. The Big 12 is first seeing what happens with the Pac-12, 10, whatever you want to call it these days. Pac-8.5, I mean, I don't know what the Pac is anymore. But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, I believe that Brett Yormark is sitting back first and foremost and saying, who can I poach potentially from the Pac-12? If their TV deal is not going to be good enough, if it's going to be stream only, if the money is going to be two-thirds of the Big 12, then guess what? Colorado, maybe Arizona, maybe a couple others are going to come calling. Eventually, that's going to happen if the money is simply not there. It looks like the people involved, meaning the Pac-12 schools, are trying to do their very best to stay united, to stay together, to see if they can make it work. But with each passing day without a TV deal, with each passing day in a bad advertising market, that is one day closer to Big 12 expansion and one day closer to Pac-12 collapse. That's what it is. That's what's going on here. So if you're the Pac-12, if you're George Klyovkov, and San Diego State desperately wants to be in your conference, and you just lost USC and you just lost UCLA, or you're set to lose them, they're going away. Why wouldn't you have invited San Diego State by then? Why wouldn't you have done that? Why wouldn't you have gone out there and said, okay, we got to get two teams on board fast and we have to do it now. It doesn't make any sense that the Pac-12 is sitting there at 10 teams knowing that 10 teams is not the way of the future. This is not the Big 12 a decade ago, right? When the Big 12 lost four, added two, they got by with 10, it worked. 10 doesn't really work anymore. 10 is not the name of the game. So why would the, the Pac-12 not have been, and why have they not been aggressive in saying, let's add San Diego State and whoever, Boise State, I don't care. Why wouldn't they have done that? Because the TV networks, I believe, are specifically saying and explicitly saying, you know what? I'm not sure there's a whole lot of reason 
to bring in San Diego State right now until we have a deal. So the Pac-12 is in this weird place where they're trying to cut a deal. They're trying to, uh, you know, grow a conference while also having no idea what their TV contract is going to be. So they really can't do anything. They don't really have a play right now. They're kind of sitting back and trying to figure out, what do we do? What is our conference going to look like? Because the Pac-12 could go out there and add San Diego State, and then boom, the money's not good enough in two months, and the Pac-12 collapses anyway because Colorado, Arizona, and others leave. This is completely different. Think about this. This is completely different from what happened to the Big 12 last year. Completely different. 2021, I guess. Right? The Big 12 lost OU in Texas in July, and by September... 10th, I believe was the day. It was Friday, September 10th. They had officially added four new schools. Six weeks after the reports leaked about OU and Texas bailing to the SEC. Six weeks. We are pushing now almost a year. It will be a year in July that we knew USC and UCLA were bolting. And the Pac-12 hasn't done anything. Do not let anybody try to convince you that we are anywhere close to being in the same stratosphere when it comes to what the Pac-12 is dealing with right now and what the Big 12 dealt with in 2021. It is not even close. And anybody trying to convince you otherwise on that is flat out lying to you. That's what's going on. So uh, this is a very tenuous situation I'm telling you, I mean, look around the media landscape. The advertising market right now is not good. I, I deal with it every day and what we do here at Heartland College Sports, my day job on the radio in Kansas City. I mean, I, I, I see it. I live it. It is real. The economy is soft, and it may be softening, and there's a lot of fear in the marketplace about what's to come. So as much money as the Apple TVs of the world have, as much cash as they are sitting on, are they looking to throw that cash at the Pac-12 for Washington State and Stanford on a Friday night? Are you paying teams 20, 25, 30 mil a year for that? It seems like a losing bet, but hey, what do I know? I'm just doing this. But clearly, no news is bad news for the Pac-12 and no news is good news for the Big 12. And we've been in this run now for several weeks of no news. So how do you interpret that? If you're a Big 12 fan, you interpret that as good news. If you're a Pac-12 fan, you interpret that as bad news. That's the reality of the situation right now. And the fact that the San Diego State AD, J.D. Wicker, is chirping about this and saying one way or the other we're going to be in a big conference, well, I think he's trying to play his card here and play his hand and try to force an invite. And I don't blame him for doing that. That's the smart thing to do. But I'm not convinced as much as San Diego State, you know, Decent football, very good basketball, great run to the Final Four, the whole thing, a national championship game. Um, do I think that the Big 12 needs San Diego State right now? No. If, I, if you're the Big 12, you can wait. The Big 12 can wait this thing out. The Pac-12 can't. And if you're the conference that can't wait it out, yet you haven't made a move, that says more about you than it does the Big 12. And that's what's going on right now. The Big 12 can say, okay, we want to get to maybe 14, maybe 16. But with all due respect to San Diego State, if you can get the, cor the four corner schools, Utah, Colorado, and the Arizonas, 
you're doing that. You're not going to jump to San Diego State necessarily. It'd be nice to have San Diego State, but I don't think you need San Diego State by any stretch. You'd rather see what happens with the Pac-12. And then even if, here's the catch as well, even if, let's say the Pac-12 solidifies itself. It gets a TV deal, Apple TV, ESPN chips in a little bit, whatever it looks like, right? Let's say that all happens. Well, the Big 12 can still then make a move on San Diego State if it so chooses to. It can still make that move unless unless the Pac-12 does get equal money. But if San Diego State is looking at this and saying, okay, Big 12's got whatever, 30 mil a year per team, and the Pac-12's got 20 to 25, maybe you say they take the Pac-12 money because travel's easier. I suppose I could see that. But a large part of it might be, you know what? Big 12's got more dough. We're going to the conference that has more dough, We're going to the conference that's offering us more, that, by the way, has a better national brand. So that's what we're doing. And that's where the Big 12 is wise to sit back, watch this thing, let it all play out, and go from there. That's all that the Big 12 has to be doing right now. I know there's a lot of antsy folks around the Big 12 today, and there have been for a very long time. You're asking us, at Heartland College Sports, you're asking us on the message boards everywhere else saying, what's going on? What's happening here? What do we have to do? When's this expansion going to take place? Well, it can't really happen until the Pac-12 knows what's on the table. And do not believe these Pac-12 ADs when they go out there and they say, well, you know, uh, we're committed to the Pac-12. Yeah, you're committed until you're not. We all know how this game works. We all know how this game is played. You're committed until you're not. That's the reality of the situation. I'm Pete Mundo. It is great to be here with you. Looking at some of your uh, YouTube comments on YouTube Live. What do we have here? Uh, Pete, don't want San Diego State in the Big 12. Okay, got to tell me why. That's okay, but need to know why. Uh, Creighton writes, not a bad move by San Diego State, whether it's intentional or not. If the Big 12 ends up not getting all four of the four corner schools, San Diego State has promise as a potential Big 12 member. I agree. But remember, if one goes, they're all going. That's how this is going to go, right? It's not like, uh, listen, if the Pac-12 collapses, they're all going to want to be in the Big 12. So I don't see any way. It's either going to be all four corners or none. That's how I see this playing out. Uh, Pete, good point. Pac-12 is still organizationally deficient. That's a nice way to put it there, Don organizationally deficient. It's a very Fortune 500 phrase, a very corporate America phrase you use there, and that's a very nice way to put it. I would call them incompetent clowns, but that's why I'm doing this, and you're probably, um, you know, very important in whatever your job is. Uh, What else do we have here? The Southern California pairing is San Diego State and Arizona State due to Arizona State's alumni base in California. If that is the 15 to 16 schools after picking up Arizona, Colorado, I, I could I could accept that to a large degree. I could. Good good points all around on YouTube Live. Uh, trying to get to as many comments as we can here on the show. So NFL draft. Let's dive into that for a few minutes. The Big 12 did very well in the NFL draft. Do not let anybody tell you otherwise. You may see a lot of headlines saying, "Hey, boy." Look at the NFL draft picks. The SEC had 62. 
The Big Ten had 55. The Big 12, the Big 12 only had 30. Oh, man. I, jeez. Okay. ACC had 32. The Pac-12 had 27. Here's what matters. What matters here is how many picks you had on average per team. Right? Because the Pac-12 has 12. The ACC, the Big Ten, the SEC, 14. The Big 12 is 10. On a per-team average, here's how it stacked up. The SEC had 4.4 picks per team. The Big Ten, 3.9 picks per team. The Big 12, 3.0 picks per team. The ACC, 2.4 picks per team. And the Pac-12, 2.3 picks per team. So... The Big 12 was right in the middle. It was after the SEC and the Big 10, and that's all you need to know. And by the way, Georgia and Alabama really make the rest of the SEC look good. We told you the other night how the Big 12 was the only conference in the country with at least half of the teams having a first-round draft pick. I mean, that, that shows you right there the depth of this league. I get it. The Big 12 doesn't have a Georgia or Alabama in it. It doesn't. And ask OU in Texas how much they're going to like that in a couple of years. But anyway, uh, put, putting that aside, I get it. They don't have that. But the Big 12 has the balance and the depth that the rest simply don't have. And that was on display in the NFL draft. It, it just, it was. And the, the numbers back it up, by the way. The numbers back it up. And here's something else I want to note before I get to the team-by-team breakdowns. For those of you saying, well, once OU in Texas leave... This conference is not going to have anywhere close to the NFL draft picks that it does right now. Well, number one, OU and Texas did not lead the Big 12 in draft picks this year. I'll get to that here in a second. But number two, if you adjust, and credit to Reddit College Football for tweeting this out, if you adjust for planned conference moves, the Big 12 goes from 30 draft picks this year to if you take out OU in Texas and you add the four new schools, 30 NFL draft picks. Now, I know technically there's two new teams. You've got, you know, 12 teams versus 10, but still, OU in Texas out, add the four new schools. The Big 12 has 30 draft picks currently, and if they took out the OU in Texas draft picks and added Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, and Houston, you've got 30 draft picks. And by the way, those four programs are only going to recruit better once they get to truly being in a Power 5 conference and will produce more, theoretically, NFL players. So anybody telling you the Big 12 is going to go down to be in a group of five school does not know what they're talking about, does not have any facts to back it up outside of the tired, same old, nonsensical talking points. Yes, UCF did not have any players drafted. That is true. Houston had four, BYU had three, and uh, Cincinnati had three is what I believe the breakdown was. So, But yes, UCF did not have any players picked. But by the way, if I've got to pick one of the four new schools to be a sneaky powerhouse, it's Gus Malzahn and UCF. you got a school in the heart of Florida that's now upgraded to Power 5 football with a good head coach and the money, uh, that's dangerous. So don't sleep on UCF. I mean, Kansas was the only Big 12 team without a draft pick in the Big 12, but like Kansas is a team that you'd buy stock in right now with Lance Leipold. A lot of those guys came back, you know, they're back in the saddle for another year. So 
Just because you can laugh at Kansas all you want and say, oh, no NFL draft picks this year for the Jayhawks, har, har, har. Uh, If you watch Big 12 football, Kansas is getting better. Everybody knows that. That's watching the games and seeing what's happening. And, um, you know, it's it's the real deal. So it's going to be something to watch very, very closely moving forward. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that whatsoever. Now, as for the breakdown, TCU led the way with the most NFL draft picks out of the Big 12. TCU had eight players taken. By the way, three went to the Chargers. Quinton Johnston, Darius Davis, and Max Duggan all went to the Chargers. Go figure. They love, uh, they love their horn frogs out there. It's kind of like the reverse of what's actually happening in real life. In real life, Californians are invading Texas. So the Chargers said, we're going to take some Texas guys to invade California. That's what we're going to do. So TCU had eight. Oklahoma had five. Texas had five. Kansas State had four players taken. Iowa State had three. Oklahoma State with two. Baylor one. West Virginia one. Texas Tech one. And Kansas zero. So all in all, it's kind of what you would expect, more or less, based on some of the success that was had here last year, where each of these programs are at. But TCU, and you think about it too, a lot of TCU's players were um, uh, offensive guys, right? The three I just listed from the Chargers are offensive guys. For a program that was built, I mean, yes, Sonny Dykes took it over and took it to a national championship. But for a program that was built on defense by Gary Patterson, TCU produces a sneaky good amount of NFL players and gets a lot of guys drafted, and that should not be overlooked. Like, there's a reason that TCU toiled away in group of five football for years and the Big 12 didn't want to extend an invite because everybody knew if TCU started playing power five football and they had the right guy running the program— they could turn into a consistent top 20, top 25 program. And that's exactly what has happened over the last 10 years. I mean, TCU's track record as a whole, go back the last 10 years since TCU joined the Big 12. Is there a power conference school you would take over TCU's track record in the state of Texas? Can you think of one? It wouldn't be the Longhorns. It wouldn't be the Aggies. Uh, Baylor, you might be able to debate, had the very good run under Art Riles, and then, of course, you know, came back under Matt Rule a good year there, a good year two years ago under Dave Aranda. Uh, but, you know, TCU has found itself, I think, more consistently near the top, uh, getting to a national championship this past year. I'd, I'd probably take TCU. <coughs> Excuse me. I probably would take TCU. Certainly Texas Tech not in that conversation the last 10 years. And that's since TCU joined the Big 12 Conference. They're right there in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. They've got money. They've got prestige. They have facilities. They have enormous amounts of talented recruits right in their backyard. It makes sense. And this is what a lot of people feared and why TCU never got that invite. And now they've gotten it and they've proven that they are more than capable of recruiting at a high level, developing at a high level, and getting guys to the NFL draft. And that's what you saw, whether it was Quinton Johnston, the first player off the board, or Max Duggan, the last TCU player off the board in the seventh round. 
So uh, it was a very good weekend all and off the Big 12. A very solid NFL draft. The Big 12 and Big 12 fans have absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Because what matters is the per-team average. Not simply how many players got picked. You can't compare a team with 10 conferences, 10 teams in it, to a, a conference that has 14 teams in it. That's not how it can work. So just know that anytime the SEC fanboys or your Big Ten buddies are trying to break your chops about any of this, we've got the data. It's all on the website at heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. It is so good to be here as always. Thank you for joining us. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, also on the podcast, I've been pushing this because I got a brand new batch of koozies here. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review on iTunes or Spotify for that matter. We'll take those and um, we'll get you a free Heartland College Sports Koozie in the mail. Send me that screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com and we'll get you all hooked up. A screenshot of your rating and review. We appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com covering the Big 12. Talk to you soon. Take care.